Well, hello again. Welcome to the City Church podcast again with Dan, Tim, and Ben. Um, we're recently talking about stronger. This is our theme and vision for the year: being stronger in God, in community, in purpose, in calling. And so, we just wanted to break it down a little bit more. And so, we're just going to ask some questions. We're going to talk about it, how we can apply it to ourselves, um, what it means for us as a church corporately, and what it means for us individually as the church together. Um, so I guess, Ben, could you speak to a bit about how you got this vision for the year being stronger and what it means to you? Yeah, I think a big part of it was it was kind of birthed out of a little bit of frustration. There's so many people going around and saying and so-called experts giving all of their opinions on what the church is going to be like coming out of COVID and it's going to be weakened and people aren't going to return and church online is the future so no one goes to gatherings anymore post-COVID it's just going to be everyone's at home in their lounge rooms watching the services and I thought this seems crazy and people are running with this and believing with this and and I just really felt in my spirit no let's rise up against that stronger God's going to do something. God's building his church. He said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And so our key scripture for the year is really birthed out of Job. And it's it's the story of Job. And Job 17 verse 9 where he says, The righteous keep moving forward and those with clean hands become stronger and stronger. And he was somebody that had suffered economically, suffered in his health. His whole world around him was falling apart but yet he had this conviction on the inside that through God's strength he could be stronger and I just felt the same thing for our church family I felt the same thing for businesses the same thing for individual families people in their workplace hey let's rise up against this and say you know what I actually believe that I can be stronger there's things that can grow in me that I can develop and I can be better this year it's not going to be a wasted year it's going to be a year where God's strength is made perfect in my weakness yeah, nice. So I guess maybe, Tim, could you maybe break down how you take that vision from Ben from our lead pastor and you as an executive maybe apply that to yourself and then help the church outwork that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think for me um, with Stronger, and Benny came to me with the idea and said, I'm going to do Vision Sun, I'm going to talk about Stronger, being stronger, and um, asked if we could write a song. And I wrote a song called Stronger, and the main chorus it says, Stronger um, Than My Weakness is the first line. And I think that's important in, in knowing what strength is in God. Mm. It's that he is stronger than every circumstance, like what with Job. He's stronger than our um, frailties when we're sick. He's stronger than our um, financial situation. He's stronger than in every area than we are in our life. And it's, in good, it's a good reminder again to our people and to our teams that we are only made strong because of him. Mm. We're only made strong in our weakness because of him, not because of what we come up with, not because of how good I am, not because of what I daily do or anything like that. I'm strong because of him and what he has done yep. and what he does in my life. And um, so that's something that I've, I've taken from Ben's message and how do I apply that to our teams and how do I apply that to my life in being stronger in God. And I think it's good, you know, like when you're in a gym, I used to go to the gym a little while ago, years <laughs> ago, but when you build up your muscles, you just do it slowly. Like it's just over time. It's not that you go from one afternoon and all of a sudden you're ripped. Like it's just over every day, just doing a little bit and a little bit and a little bit. Yep. And I think that's a good reminder for us in being stronger is just spending time with God every single day. Just having that little moment with him, whether it's five minutes here, ten minutes there. Having that moment that just builds us in our strength, mm-hmm. in us, that inner strength. Um, because 
And then that when we have a big moment in our life, whether it's a weak moment or a, a good moment, he's with us and we can handle it because we've built up the strength to, to, to go through it. So that's good. I, I think that's, um, yeah, that's a good one. I think it's important, like you said there, it's not an arrogance of strength. Like, oh, I'm going to be stronger. Look at me this year. I can't wait for you to see all the things that I do out of my own strength this year. It's like, no, actually this year is about God's strength, the power yeah. of the Holy Spirit yeah. in us. Absolutely. That we're not perfect. That on our own, we can't do it but it's actually his power in us. I think that's a big differentiating thing. And I think for us, it's actually just saying, you know what, I'm going to be spirit-led this year. I'm going to try and follow the Spirit's leading in every area of my life, in my daily life when I get up and say, Holy Spirit, what do you want to do through me today? Because it's your strength that's going to give me the words in this conversation. It's your strength that's going to help me in this meeting. It's your strength that's going to help me be a good husband or a good dad or or whatever area of your life. It's it's his strength in you that's important. I like what you said there about the gym. Because when I was thinking about being stronger, we, we really get stronger from two things, consistency and resistance yeah. and when you think about that in the gym it's consistency of doing something yeah. you have one glorious gym session you're not you know the world's strongest man yeah it's actually the consistency of doing it every week but it's the resistance of the weight that you lift or that you go through in your life the difficult seasons that actually grow you And i think we could all look back on our life and say some of the deepest valleys that we went through actually developed the greatest strength in us absolutely and and they were the seasons of challenge and difficulty but actually in in the future we can see the blessing of that burden that we grew through that time that we were stronger through that time that we look back on it and yes it was painful but actually we developed more than we expected through that time and we didn't even realize we were growing through the pain yeah it's like growing pains yeah and so i think that's an important element as well to say you know what there is going to be challenge this year, but I still believe in any season I can be stronger. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. I do like that gym analogy and working out because it's actually the muscle breaking down and then repairing that's getting it stronger. And so to kind of flow on from that, I guess it's that thought of going, I might face obstacles or I will face obstacles. No matter what in life, we all face obstacles, but that's where we grow. Our obstacle can either define us by defeat and by not getting past it or through it, or it can refine us by how we overcame it and worked through it. And then that's preparing us for the next one. It's like you go to school and you hit year eight and then what do you get when you graduate year eight? You get year nine and it's harder again. Mm. But it's growing you more and more. And so I guess I follow one question from that is how do we know that we are getting stronger in God's strength and not in our own strength? Yeah, I think it really depends on the level of your submission. Because I think our strength is all about our glory and pride and about elevating us. And and when you're living in your own strength, you're really trying to stand on a pedestal. But when you've got humility and when you've got your feet on the ground and you're saying, actually, it's God's strength, he gets the glory, the praise, the worship and the honor, it's a submission to him. Yeah. And so I think it's getting up every day and saying, God, what do you want to do through me? I'm submitted to that. What is your plan for my life? Not not going and telling God, hey, I'm going to do this. Now I need the miracles for this to happen. Yeah. So this is my vision, God. Now make it all happen. Here's the five things you need to do. Here's my checklist. Get it done. But actually going the other way and saying, God, I know you've got big plans for my life. I know you want me to be stronger. I know you want to build my life. And I know you, know, I know you want me to contribute and build your kingdom. So what is my place? What do you want me to do? Like I'm submitted to that. And the strength of your submission will be the strength of your influence and the strength of your future. 
Uh, you can see it very clearly with people that have got pride, people that have got their own agenda, people that are trying to, to do their own thing. Really, it, it becomes about them and their world gets smaller because it's actually all about how everything feeds them. But actually when you're wanting to add value to others and you want to bring strength to the people around you, I think that's when God raises you up to be stronger because actually your mindset is about building others rather than building yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, for me, I think it's you know when it's in God's strength when you're not trying so hard. And, um, and, the, and the, I think the fine line with that is not being lazy but also not trying so hard that you're like, ah, i got to do this. I think mm. there's that fine line in the middle there where you work hard but you're not doing it in your own strength. You're just relaxed in who you are. You're not striving to show off. You're not striving to achieve something when you're working. You're just doing it for God yeah, it's good. in his strength. And I think that's that. I think in life I'm learning there's just a, there's a balance in life. There's, a, there's always the middle ground. And when then someone goes through a problem or something's going on, there's always a middle ground on how you get through it. You don't just go one way and sit on your lounge for the rest of your life. You don't just go the other side and work your butt off seven days a week. Yeah. So there's a balance in everything we do in life. And I think that's how you know you're strong in God, where you're working. You're working for him. You're doing it for God. You're doing the best that you can do, but you're not striving to do it. Mm. And I think that's how you know you're getting stronger in God. And when, when an issue comes, that you're just relying on his strength, not your emotions, not what you're feeling, but just relying on his strength. Easier said than done, but it's, it's a good um, gauge, I think, to how you know you, you you're holding on to God in that. Yeah, and I think striving is really about speed. I want to get there quickly, and so I'm going to try and outrun God and do it my way. Whereas when you've got a, a confident stride of consistency and you just stride confidently doing what you're doing, you know, like any great runner has a great stride. And it's not like they're striving or straining all the time. They've just got this rhythm of consistency and stride that just flows out of their life. And that's what I think about this year with Stronger. It's like we don't have to lift the, you know, the greatest weights that we've ever lifted in our life. We just have to every day lay down our lives, be consistent, make the small decisions that we need to on a daily basis, read our Bible, pray, seek God, follow his leading, reach out to others that are around us. And the compound effect of that yeah. over time is incredible. But if we just saw it as a sprint in one month, I have to be yeah. world champion. Yeah, <laughs> That's not going to work. But work on your stride and see where it goes. That's good, man. Yeah, cool. I guess kind of what you have both highlighted just then as well is a little bit of we're not working out of ourselves and trying to do everything ourselves and push, but we do have to do something. We can't just sit around and wait for things to get happen. Otherwise, we're not going to get stronger in our lives or in our faith. It's like that tension of um, the verse in James where faith without deeds is dead. We can't do everything and we're not trying to force our faith or force every bit of our life, but we do have to do something. Otherwise, it's a dead faith. And I guess yeah. how would you really simply break down to someone some simple things we can do to get stronger. I know you've probably highlighted some as you've already been talking about really simply what would be some of those things we could do to show that we have faith and we're getting stronger in faith but we're not trying to strive or push it or force it. I would say number one slow down and like what Ben was saying with um, spending time with God it's know that um, know that he is God because when we're still mm. We know that he is God when we're still. And I think that's important in, in my life when you have a busy moment or you're getting up for kids in the morning and sometimes and, and it's crazy. Um, the best moments I have and the best times I have with God and the best times that he puts strength into me is when I'm still. 
not when I'm running, not when I'm going hard at life. It's when I'm still and yeah. I'm relaxed and I'm worshipping him, I'm reading his word. In those moments is when I feel his strength come upon me. And so I would say slow down. If you can't feel God's strength, slow down. Slow down and spend some time with him. Let go of some of those things that fill your day up and just sit sit, and let worship be um, sung over you. Um, I think that's really important. Yeah, I love that. Those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. And I think that's really important. And I think one of the reasons that we wait, another thing that we need to to think about is living with vision. You know, we, we wait on the Lord for his revelation, for his rema, his now word for us. And I think living with vision is is a powerful thing. And those without vision, they, they perish. Those It says that clearly in the Bible, when we've got strong vision, we flourish. And so asking God and saying, God, what, what do you want me to do? What direction have you got for my life? I want to live with vision. I want to be bold. I want to see your kingdom come. Your will be done. And trusting God to give us direction with that vision uh, that we're not trying to create things ourselves, but we're just being faithful to what God's called us to do. Yeah, awesome. I think that's at small things. And I, and I, th- I think those daily disciplines that um, even that word discipline is like such an ugly word in our culture. Like we, don't, we don't like that. We want the instant. Um, but the discipline is actually what rewards that. Yeah. It's like we talk about this all the time. It's like everyone wants the gold medal at the Olympics, but they don't want the daily discipline of the training to get there. And you weren't a gold medalist because you stood on the platform at the end of the race. You were a gold medalist because you got up at 5 a.m. in the morning and you trained. And I yeah. think it's the same when it comes to our spiritual lives, praying, reading the Bible, those daily disciplines, and they have a, such an impact on your life when it's... It's a small amount of time each day, but over your lifetime, the effect of that is huge. Yeah, absolutely. What would you say to someone who would come to you and go, yeah, but I've been reading my word daily, I've been praying, I've been taking that rest and quiet time with God, but I don't feel like I'm getting stronger, I don't feel like I'm growing. What would you maybe encourage them or say to them? Yeah, I mean, I would say that probably an Olympian doesn't always have a PB every day in their training. But just because it wasn't a personal best, it doesn't mean that they're not growing, that muscle isn't forming, that they're not moving more towards their goal. And so even in the grind, there's good things happening. It's like when you go to the gym, you don't always feel like you are pumping it today. But if you consistently do it, it's actually working for you. Same with reading the Bible. You don't always feel like, wow, God's speaking to me today. But you know what? You don't know the scriptures that you're going to be able to recall in the future because you spent the time digging into the Word of God today. And So I would say you're, you're doing better than you think you are and there are things that are forming and growing in you when you've got good habits. It's like going to church over a number of years. You don't know the good things that are being sown into your life until you understand over decades the compounding influence that's been had there. And so it's happening and you think, oh, yeah, it was just another church service. But the word of God's been implanted in you. You've been in the presence of God. You've been around people that have encouraged and built you. And it probably felt small, but you do that for decades. And you think about the impact it has in your life, your kids, your family, how you approach your workplace, the things you speak over your world, how you frame your future. Like a lot of that comes out of those places. And some weeks people go to church and they feel like, oh, Oh, I wish I just slept in this morning. Yeah. But it was actually doing you good. Yeah, absolutely. What would if we flip that then and we'd say to someone or someone would come to you and go, actually, I think I'm doing pretty good. 
I feel pretty strong in my faith, in my life, in all areas that I can think of. Why would I need to get stronger? Yeah, good question. I, I, I think strength is not about you. Strength is actually always about others. And I think that when you think that the strength is about you and I'm strong enough now, I'm, I'm built enough now, everything's good for me, I think we're missing the point of strength. The strength is actually about building other people, building the kingdom of God, making sure that others around us are reached, raised, released into their calling and what God has for them. That is our mission as a church, reach people, raise disciples, release leaders, and none of those things are about you. Yeah. And so if you think this year is just about, hey, I'm going to get stronger, I'm going to be amazing for me so that you know on my Instagram I can tell you all the great things that I've done and the accolades that I've done, actually a, an influential life is one that is actually all about adding value to others and helping other people be strong and who they're called to be. And I think yeah. start there, start with thinking, hey, how can I strengthen others? How can I build them up? And actually, when you build others, it's amazing how it will build your life. Yeah, great. Yeah, cool. So you kind of mentioned it there with our church vision as well, being reach, raise and release. How would you see then maybe, or you could explain how people could help strengthen those areas in their lives and ours as a church in getting stronger reaching people, in getting stronger raising disciples and getting stronger helping release leaders, even though people listening might not be playing a part in church on a staff level or on a necessarily team or department head leader level, but how could they help accomplish that and getting stronger in those areas? Yeah, for sure. I think awareness and being in the moment is important. You know, you can pray to reach people, but you don't know when a conversation is going to happen, when someone's going to open up to you, when someone's going to ask you about, hey, what did you do on the weekend? And you share that you went to church or or however God comes up or church comes up and then all of a sudden it creates a conversation. You don't know exactly when those conversations are going to happen. But all you can do is be aware, be in the moment and be ready to respond to that. And so I think if we get up saying, hey, I want to add value to people around me, I want to reach people and I've prayed for that, then also be aware of the moments that you're in. Like you can see on someone's face when they're not doing well, when things are happening And I think sometimes we're so busy to get on with our tasks and what we're doing and our day and our schedule. I just think having the margin there to be aware and just say, hold on a second, I think God wants to do something here um, and it's outside of my plan, but I'm going to stay in the moment and be aware. Uh, Same with, you know, raising disciples and and releasing leaders. It's it's looking for those moments and and being aware of it and being able to say, you know what, I want to respond here. I want to help. I want to build other people i want to go into my day today going when my head hits the pillow tonight i want to feel like i've contributed to the people around me i think having that mindset and then practically having the faith and the boldness to do it i think is important and then also not putting too much pressure on yourself in the sense of saying you know what i'm gonna i've got to reach this many people i've got to do this but actually just saying you know what I'm trusting God to give me the words to speak. I, I don't know how to do this. I have meetings all the time where I think to myself, oh, man, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. Like, I feel like even with leading church, I feel like, man, before I led church, I like had all the answers. And now I'm leading it. I'm like reverse learning. I'm like, but by the grace of God, go I. Like I, I literally am just relying upon him. And you can 
build yourself with knowledge and scripture and all the things that you can do practically which prepare you for those moments. But ultimately, we always are going to have moments in our day like Peter where we're out on the water just trusting the Holy Spirit to guide and to lead us. And so I don't think there's a, a some kind of crazy formula to create that. Yeah, I think it's obedience, submission to the Holy Spirit and allowing his leading to guide you. Awesome. So good. I think it's also up to you individually on how to how to grow in those areas. I know with reaching people, um, I knew as a young Christian, I find that challenging. I found that like, what do you say? What do you do? How do you how do you reach someone? Yeah. <laughs> how do you do that? And the more I've gotten older, the more it's just it's just friendship and relationship. It's just bringing people on the journey and just living a life that's living a life for God and being strong in God. And people see that, yeah. um, you know, and it's so obvious. People sometimes go, well, I don't know what it's about you. There's something about you. Like I'll meet someone for the very first time. I don't know what it is about you. There's something about you. Mm-hmm. And so people notice that. And so be strong in God and be strong in who you are. And then that's how you can reach people. And then a conversation starts. You can help them on the journey. And and then that. I think it's like I, I've learned in life too, don't put so much pressure on yourself. Like the pressure could be like, I've got to reach people. I've got to raise disciples. I've got to release leaders like it's like a, oh i need to do it otherwise it's never going to happen but take the pressure off yourself and just do one thing well and just go hey i'm going to reach someone now i'm going to disciple them and it's actually a simple step and the pressure comes off if you take the pressure off yourself mm. and um just just relax i think the whole thing is coming back to like i've been working out in life sometimes i go faster when i slow down and that yeah. doesn't make any sense and in car racing the fastest cars that go around the track are the ones that do it with ease they're not the ones going every corner and just hurling it around every corner and just turning the wheel as sharp as they can, thinking they're going fast. Mm. It's the ones that flow and they flow around and they take their time and, they, and they're actually going faster yeah. than the ones that are trying to really, I want to go fast. The ones that are relaxed and that they go faster. So I've learned in life, relax, take the pressure off yourself and you end up going faster than what you actually think you can go yeah. in life. So I just want to encourage you in that if you're listening, take the pressure off yourself and just go one step at a time and you'll go faster than if you just try and go fast, if that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. I think even just on that like general observation of church and Christianity in the 21st century, we either go almost in one of two categories or extremes where it's like, no, I'm resting in God right now. I need to rest. I need to sit back. I can't do anything. I can't serve on a team. I can't share or encourage someone. I'm just resting. I need to rest now. Or with the other person where we're sitting on there and we're like, I'm trying to be on every team. I'm trying to read every scripture. I'm trying to reach every single person. How do I, how come it's not working? And I think like we've probably touched on, it's finding that balance and rhythm and flow of somewhere in the middle where we're resting in God, in Christ and who he's called us to be. But out of that, we're outworking and reaching people in the present. We're being aware of the situation and knowing what's going on. Oh, absolutely. I think, like what we said, a balance. I think both of those are wrong. I think when you sit down and don't want to do anything, that's wrong. And if you're trying to do everything, it's wrong as well. Mm, yeah. I think somewhere in the middle, the balance is right. You want to serve, um, but don't kill yourself at that. Don't don't try and ah, do everything at the set. I want to be a part of everything. Well, it doesn't actually help you at all. Yeah. And it doesn't help us mm. because you're not in, in the spot where you can just be in your zone. And um, so I think it's important just to strike that balance. Find that balancing line where you're not striving, you're not doing nothing because they're both wrong. I think somewhere in the middle is a nice balance in serving God. Tim, maybe you could speak to that a little more, even how you've recently, because you've had that revelation, how you've kind of found or understanding that balance a bit more. And it's a journey, we're all on it. 
Um, yep. But what are some things you've realised or learnt even just on that finding that balance? Yeah, that I, share? absolutely. I think in my experience, I've experienced both in church life. I've experienced running a million miles an hour and doing everything and being on every team. And then I've experienced the slowdown side of church. And like I said, um, it's, it's a balance in life. If you do nothing, you're going to go nowhere. If you do so much, you kill yourself. So they're both wrong. I think somewhere in the middle, you, there's a balance, and I think that's just learning, like learning where that balance is. You don't, you don't learn that at the start. I think you just grow into that and learn what a good balance is. And I think I've learned that as a leader in leading people is you have expectation. You say this is what we want to do, da da da. And I, as a young leader, I want to do everything in two weeks, and I want, I gave everyone a whole year in two weeks because <laughs> I think I'll get it done. I'll get it done, but it didn't help anyone. And so I'm trying to learn how to take people on the journey and take myself on the journey without running a million miles an hour. And like what Ben said, you end up sprinting and you don't get to the end mm. or this one where you sit back and do nothing. So I think it's, they're both wrong and find that balance is, is a key. Mm. So yeah, that's what I think. I think it's, there's a responsibility for us as church leaders to create a, a church that is healthy in its balance as well so that you can serve in every season of your life. You can serve God, you can build the kingdom, you can contribute, you can connect in every season. So what I mean by that is not just creating a church where you have to run so hard that you can only do it as a, a young adult or in your youth yeah. years before you've got a family or before you've got big responsibility and work. It's like, why is it one or the other? Yeah. You know, when, when you get built and you're successful in your business or your family's growing or you're buying your first home and you're seeing things happen in your world, that's a win for everybody. Why should you suffer in those areas because you're serving God? It's trying to find a way where you can be successful in every sphere of your life, but also serve in the house of God and be able to do that And in the seasons that are busy when you've, when you've got big responsibility, when you've got family, when you've got all those other things in your world, um, but you can also serve at, at church. And so I think we've got to have that balance where, yeah, you can rest in God, but you yeah. can serve God as well at the same time because rest is really more an internal position yeah saying hey i'm seated in christ i'm rested in him I'm, I'm hidden in christ that's who i am i don't get my affirmation from serving i don't get any status from serving i don't get fame from serving i just serve god because that's who i am in christ i'm a son a daughter of the king and so that's the position that i've got and the, but i don't and then i serve out of a place of freedom yeah so when i serve i don't serve to get any of those things validation or uh, achieve a certain status or move up the rankings in, in, in anyone's thinking. I do it because I love to serve God and respond to that. And yeah. I think we've got to create churches where we can have both, where people can be successful in their life yeah. and they can be bu like all the busyness of their life, but they can also contribute to the kingdom of God as well. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's when the church is really beautiful because you have those people coming all together on a team and those people who are thriving and maybe those people who are struggling a bit and need maybe help or encouragement and they're the perfect uh, combo to go together yeah encourage and build up each other and then this person who was feeling a little weaker can get stronger in themselves again and repeat that maybe with someone else down the track and go well once someone came to me and encouraged me with this and they taught me how to do it and now I'm going to help you and walk with you through it and so we're actually building each other up not just waiting for a pastor or a preacher or yeah. an awesome message we're actually being the church faith community encouraging each other and getting stronger together yeah, which I, th I think it's what it's all about. I think that's an important point. We want people to grow stronger with this word for the year in every area of their life. Yeah. Not just the dimension of their church life and church attendance life, but 
I want them to be stronger in all of the areas of their life. Because if they're stronger, if we're stronger individually, we're stronger together. Absolutely. So I guess really quickly summing up, um, is there any final thoughts that you want to share with us for today? I think going off what Ben just said, you want people to win in life. And um, you don't want them killing themselves in their job. You don't want them killing themselves in family life. And I think that balance is such an important word in life. Then what you, want to, you want people to come to church fresh and feel like they're here to serve or they're here to contribute. Or if you're having a down day just to sit and to be and to ministered to. Um, I think that's in our church. I love that about our church. I think we've struck that balance and I really like that. I think it's a good place to be. It's, um, it's an ease to it. It doesn't mean it's a lazy. It's just an ease to, to serving and oh, I really love that. Now, obviously, there's always people that can step up. There's always people that do too much. That's always going to be there. But for us, I feel like we've got an ease and um, that's, that's awesome because I feel like we want people to win in life and um, you don't just win on a Sunday. You win Monday to Saturday too in your family, in your job, in your relationships. If they're always at church, they can't win in those areas. So it's, it, I think we've got a good balance with that. That's what I think. Yeah. Ben? Yeah, final thoughts for me would just be, even when you feel weak this year, which at times we all will, what we're talking about this year is that we have access to the unlimited strength of God, the power of the Holy Spirit working in us to charge us up, to strengthen us, to help us to become who we're called to be. Uh, that's the strength we have uh, our reliance upon. And so this year, you know, even when you feel weak, when you feel frail, go to that strength. Say, God, I want to be strong in you. I want to I put yourself in a position where you can be strong in community. Put yourself in a position where you can be strong in the purposes of God. But that all comes from going to God to get that strength. You can't get it on your own. You can only get that from God. Yeah, awesome. Well, hope you enjoyed that. Hope it was encouraging for you and there was a few keys in there that you could pull out. And as always, we pray that this will equip you because it's about God building his church and we're all part of that. So we each have a part to play, but this conversation will continue. There's going to be more episodes coming out and we might break it down a bit more. But if maybe you have questions you're listening, feel free to email them to us at office at citychurchau.com. Um, because we want to know and we want to get better together. Um, So we hope you have a blessed week. We hope this has encouraged you and built you up and we'll see you at church on Sunday.